this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Thank you so much for being again here with me, drinking some coffee on coffee number five. Have you ever gone to Google and on that empty box put something? You're always looking at the first things that show up and those may be the most popular. So today, if you go up to your computer and you look for entrepreneur coach, you will find Brie Sealy. This is this incredible woman who has an incredible journey and today is number one in the top search engine at Google when you look for entrepreneur coach. So I want to talk to her how was her journey and how she tailor-made to help each client monetize their genius. Basically, Brie is all about un- being unapologetic, and I, I totally understand that. So I so agree that I want to bring her on the show. Brie, so happy to have you here in Coffee Number 5. And I never, but never met anyone who called herself unapologetic, as I do. I, so we have two unapologetic girls, so I don't know what is going to happen in this show, but I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So it's hard to decide, okay, I'm not going to apologize anymore for being myself. I've, in the past, I found myself doing it a lot until I say I'm done. Yeah, I was, I mean, like luckily, but also not so luckily, faced with some experiences as a very young adult where I was making decisions about who I was and what my life was going to look like, even at the age of like 14, that not all of the adults around me agreed with. And I was faced with rejection from family members. Um, My grandparents sent me a letter letting me know that they were disowning me when I was 14 years old. Wow, that's tough. Yeah. And so, you know, but there was something within me that always knew, like, this is my truth. And I can either kind of spend my life pretending to be someone I'm not, and essentially apologizing for who I am in the world. Or, um, you know, I'm a pretty resilient kid, I went through a lot of trauma before the age of eight. And I know how to manage things and handle things. And like, I'm just going to be myself and say what I need and, and do what I, what I need to, to be happy in my life. And I'll, you know, deal with the repercussions later. And so that was, I think at 14, that was kind of one of the first experiences where I was like, I'm just going to speak my truth and all else be damned. Like I, like I just have to be me. And that's the only way I'm going to be happy in my life. Yeah. Like that, what doesn't kill you make you stronger somehow. And if you take the positive about that, because you can take it two ways, you can take it positive or negative. And I'm always a girl that see the glass half full, not half empty. And it's a choice also. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to say that it was a hundred percent easy or that at 14, I was able to just like rise above it all. Right. Like there was still resiliency that had to come in. There was still counseling that had to be done. There was at 14 being disowned by your family. Like 
there, there was a lot of work that had to be done around it. But to this day, you know, 20, no, yeah, 23 years later, I don't regret a thing about the decisions I've made in my life. And that's so great. And that's, uh, that journey is what helps you today help others. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, everything that you have to go through. So today you help entrepreneurs and in any part of the process, either to start their business or to grow their business. Yep. So someone comes to you and say, I want to have my business. Where do I start? So I start people, my, my like base level program is, you know, I, I really look at people need business plans. If, yeah. if you, if you don't have a plan, what is the saying? If you, if you don't, if you have a, if you don't have a plan to succeed, you are definitely planning to fail or something like that. So my first level program is developing up both concurrently a business plan, but also a personal success plan. I think one of the things I see a lot with entrepreneurs is that they really fail to understand the strength that it takes mm -hmm. to get up every single day, especially in the amount of like in the face of the amount of failure that we face as entrepreneurs, the amount of no's, the amount of missteps. And there's just a lot that goes into being an entrepreneur. And if you don't have a personal success plan along with a business plan, then that's, that's a big gap that I see for entrepreneurs. You can have the greatest business plan in the world, but if you're not showing up powerfully in your business every single day, it's never going to come to fruition. And being accountable for that. Yep. And being accountable to yourself, which I think I get a lot of clients that are like, I'm hiring you to be accountable to someone because it's, it can be really difficult to be accountable to yourself. So you maybe need to start with being accountable to someone who then gives you the tools you need to be accountable to yourself because no one's holding you accountable when you're not. Well, that's why I started my coaching programs too, because as an agency owner, what I saw is that a lot of entrepreneurs were coming thinking, I hire an agency that will resolve everything for me. I don't have to do anything. And that's just wrong. You're still part of the business. And mostly if you have a small budget. Yeah. And I would say you're not only part of the business, you are the oh, you're the business absolutely you are it's your baby it's your core how why you're letting someone else make all the decisions but it's of and that's what i try to coach i try to coach that they understand what they they do in marketing wise i help them to develop a, a plan i hold them accountable but at the same time I, they understand who they need to hire and how to guide that person that's what i found out that is so hard for a lot of people the communication part you, do you find that also with your clients like they don't know how to communicate with different parts of the growth of their business yeah i think a lot of it is that a lot of entrepreneurs start um, as the like sole uh, essentially like craftsmen in their business, right? Like they're really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And most entrepreneurs don't recognize all of the other moving bits and pieces that are required to be in business. So for example, my first business was that I was a fashion designer. I had my own fashion label um, based in LA for- I love fashion. <laughs> I used to teach um, digital marketing for the fashion industry at, at oh. Cal Poly. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
I um yeah, I studied in Italy. I studied my bachelor's and master's in Italy. Um, and came back to the States and started my own label. And when I started it, I was like, oh, in my fashion design business, I'll just design fashion all the time. Like that will be my business. Uh-uh. And I failed to recognize at that point, the amount of marketing, the website development, the customer service, the e-commerce, the financial management, the sales that like you all of these other arms and aspects. And don't forget about being a leader for your team. Well, and at the beginning, I was the only person on my team. And so I think the gap that happens for people is that it's difficult for them to lead other people in all these areas because they themselves don't necessarily have the expertise in those areas. And so they don't necessarily know how to empower their team to do it. And a lot of entrepreneurs haven't done that personal success development yeah. to empower them to be that leader within their business. They start being like a craftsman, right? Also, what I see is that now we have so many tools, like everyone can go into Instagram and everyone can go into Canva. And of course, they can do it and it will be okay, but they don't understand. They don't know everything about that. They don't know the algorithm. And besides doing that Canva or doing the Instagram, it will take time. And it's like I always say, I, I hire a gardener. I don't do my own yard. <laughs> it was taking me forever. And I have to, to get ready. And no, it's a lot more valuable. My time doing what I'm good at. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs get lost in that. When I support entrepreneurs in building their teams out, what we look at is what areas are actually costing you more to do it yourself. So the learning curve, the time it takes, when you could outsource it, like say, for example, your hourly rate is $500 an hour and you're trying to build this Canva thing and it's taking you 10 hours. Exactly. that's costing you, like granted, it's not literally costing you, but it is costing you $5,000. But they cannot see it. I know it's, it's 10 hours that you could be bringing money into your business. And so when you can outsource that thing, that's going to cost you five grand for 150 bucks, you're literally saving money by outsourcing to people. And so that's one of the big things that I help people look at when they start building teams. And then it becomes, okay, now that we know what you're outsourcing, how are you then delegating to that person and communicating to that person so that they know exactly what it is that you need and you're expecting in their role for you? Yeah, that's essential. Actually, I have a a podcast in Spanish too. And uh, I have a group in Spanish, one in English. And yesterday we were having a conversation about the freelance world. And the freelancer was telling me that a lot of the issues is by not communicating with the client, that many times the client don't have the vocabulary. So they, they get lost in translation. Yeah. It is hard to have language around an expertise that you yourself don't have. Yeah. It's really difficult. And so one of the things that I do is I hire, I hire contractors that are able to kind of meet me at my level. Mm -hmm. And I encourage my clients to do this as well. Like don't hire someone that's going to essentially be like speaking to you in Latin. If you don't also speak Latin, right? Like you and your contractor need to be able to speak the same language 
And oftentimes if, you, if the contractor has like a high level skill, they almost have to like bring their, their knowledge down. I always say like, talk to me like I'm a kindergartner. Talk to me yeah. like I have no knowledge of anything that you're saying. You have to teach me at a base level and same with my clients as well. Yes, but I can imagine that it's hard sometimes because you need to coach people to get contractors. But at the same time, all these parts, they work together in tandem or as an ensemble. So it's also teach them how to be a project manager and time management and coordinate budget. It's a lot to teach to be an entrepreneur. Do you consider that people can be taught to be an entrepreneur or are you just born an entrepreneur? I mean, I was, I, there are aspects of being an entrepreneur that I was born with, um, but there's so much. I didn't know how to lead a team when I was, uh, ran my first business. I didn't know how to outsource when I ran my first business. I didn't know how to do financial management when I ran my first business. Like these are all things that are completely, totally teachable. Of course, the person has to have a vision. They have to have motivation and passion. Those are things I think that cannot be taught. You know, you can, I can help people tap into their vision, but at the end of the day, if they, if they are unwilling to, go there. I can't teach them how to like channel that vision within themselves. I feel like that's something that all of us have within and we can access it. But if you're on, if you're not willing to go there, it's a really difficult thing to teach. So I think it's a yes and no answer. Did you ever met anyone who just want to be an entrepreneur and They just want to be an entrepreneur because it looks fancy or fun or whatever, but they don't realize that they need to put the work behind it and that they they need to have a product. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's so much marketing online nowadays that just glamorizes the experience of entrepreneurship and glamorizes the lifestyle of being an entrepreneur. And, you know, I try very hard to be very to be really real about it. You know, in fact, I've told people like, especially with fashion, right? So what I learned was that I love fashion. My grandmother taught me how to sew. I love creating things. I don't love the business of fashion. And so for me, I was like, okay, I love business and I love entrepreneurship. And separately, I love fashion, but I don't love the two of them together. And so I had to figure out for myself, you know, yes, I do want to be an entrepreneur and I don't want to be a fashion entrepreneur because all of my reasons, but there's a lot of people that just have this idea of entrepreneurship and what it looks like. Or I I used to have a lot of people come to me and say, I want to be a fashion designer. And I'm like, but here's the, here's the reality of being a fashion designer. Like, this is what it looks like. There are very few options available, either working for yourself, working your way up the ladder, you know, whatever. And so like, is that something that you're really committed to? Is that something you're really passionate about? And if they say, well, no, I'm like, then you may want to look at something else. If you don't have- And the competition is huge. Yeah. And if you don't have the resiliency and the passion within you to face that competition all day, every day, and to overcome those hurdles and to be jumping over those those blockades every single day, just probably pick something that's going to be a little bit easier. And I say the same thing about entrepreneurship. It's hard. It is hard. It is an experience that will bring you to your knees more often than you probably even knew was possible. 
Absolutely. And what about, because I see a lot of people that now they're using this crowdfunding and everyone thinks that they can get the crowdfunding and there are so many places that you can apply and it's not for everyone. Crowdfunding is really difficult. And I say this as someone that has had three successful crowdfunding campaigns. It's really hard. Um, this is another misconception. People come to me and they're like, oh, well, you had three successful campaigns. So like, I have a great idea. I'm just going to put it on the internet and everyone's going to give me money. And I'm like, you don't realize that you need to secure half of the funding before the campaign even goes live. You need to get half of that funding within the first 48 hours for that com campaign to be successful. And it becomes like a full-time job. You need to be emailing people, calling people, asking people for support pretty much 24-7 until your campaign is reached. And it's something that like on the outside, it looks really easy. Like you see me post on Facebook twice a day and you're like, oh, Brie posted on Facebook twice a day. She got a successful campaign. I can do this too. But they don't see the amount of work that goes into even the buildup. Yeah, she has a beauty of social media that everything right? is look looks really fast and, and pretty. When I was writing my book, I actually had, I would take like two minute videos of myself every single day for months leading up to my book launch because I wanted people to know and see what goes into it. Writing a book is about so much more than just sitting down and writing a book. The amount of marketing, press pitching, designing, like things that go into, I didn't even know before I wrote my book. Cause one of my, my book guys was like, so you need to hire an interior designer. And I was like, my apartment's great. Thank you. Like I have great style. And they were like, no, no, no. You need to hire someone to design the interior of your book. And I was like, that's a thing. I don't like, I hire someone to arrange the words on the page. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. So like, there's just so much that goes into all of these things that unless you've done it, well, you don't know. It's the same with online training. Uh, I do a, online trainings for my clients. I do a online training for myself. It's a lot of work. You need to write it, record it, do, do nice slides, do the downloads that will accompany the course. It's so much work. Maintain it. Uh, do advertising, funnels. It's a lot of work and people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is, uh, it's a lot like, and you, it is. I, you don't really get to the point too, where things are like working on their own without you until several years in, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going on six years in this current business, mm -hmm. but have been an entrepreneur for 14 years and I still work very hard to get all of my things out and making sure everything's running smoothly and making sure my marketing's working. And like, there's a lot, there's just so much that goes into it that people don't see. Yeah, I believe you. I, in this business, I'm three years in and with a big team now, thanks God. But still, I am the best team in the world. I have to say that, but I, I need to be involved in everything. Because it's my business, it's me. And I want to also take a myth away here. Um, because people think that they can start a business with zero money. And that doesn't exist. 
you always put some kind of investment, even if you're putting your time is, is an investment that you're putting because you're not doing something else with your time. Yeah. Yeah. When I started my fashion label, I had actually, I was blessed in that I got into a car accident oh. uh, and started my, I was, I was fine, um, but started my fashion business with a settlement I got from a car accident. Um, and then I started this business by cashing in all of my retirement money. And uh, it was it was a risk. It was a risk that I didn't talk about to a lot of people when it was happening. In fact, I think the only person that knew was my financial advisor. Um, but what she said to me, and she gave me so much peace of mind was, Brie, you saved this money for your future. And even though you thought you were gonna use it in your 70s, you're just using it sooner, but you're still using it for your future. And I, without that investment in my business, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you six years later. There's no way. And I used that money to hire a coach. So, and she's the was one. Was it that, worth it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm one of, one of the few coaches that I started making money almost immediately. It's like I hit six figures in my business very quickly and have stayed there ever since. And so, and a hundred percent, it is because I hired that coach. So, you know, was cashing in $20,000 in $30,000 in retirement money in the plans? No, but it's, it's exactly what I needed to do to get to where I am today. Okay. Last question. If someone asks you, uh, what do I need to be an entrepreneur? I think the word that always comes up first for me is tenacity because it really is like you need to get up every single day and without anyone coaxing you, you need to show up in your business without a boss telling you what to do. You need to be the one that keeps going even when you hit a roadblock. Like you, it, tenacity is the thing. Tenacity is the reason that I'm still an entrepreneur. You just have to keep going regardless of all of the, the shit that you face, basically. How I always say it, it doesn't matter how many times you fall. What is important is how graciously you get up. Yep. Thank you so much, Brie, for being here today. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.